the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station, with 24 hours of commercial free programming. Brought to you by Amazon today. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support the Green Room. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone, welcome to the program. Thanks for tuning into the Green Room. We're doing it live here on LA Talk Radio. We do it here live every Thursday, 8 o'clock. You guessed it, LA Talk Radio. Thanks again for. Uh, <laughs> Logan, don't don't mock me. <laughs> thank um, thank you once again for tuning in. Feel free to give us a call at any point in the program, 323-203-0815 on the LegalZoom self-help hotline. And uh, just in case you don't realize, LegalZoom, it's not a law firm. It's a self-help legal service. And actually, August is Invention Month, so happy Invention Month to everyone out there. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, inventions. Why should I bother making an invention? That's stupid. That's pointless. You know who made some crazy inventions? Benjamin Franklin. You know how you're able to listen to this talk radio program right now? Oh, a little thing called electricity. That's right. Benjamin Franklin invented electricity, and he also got a lot of tail from it. So Actually, he discovered that electricity, that uh, lightning was electricity. Okay. Like I said, Benjamin Franklin (laughs) discovered electricity, invented it for computers, and later got laid a lot. So if you want to follow Benjamin Franklin's path, you too can become an inventor. You can submit your patent to LegalZoom.com. And you're going to save 85% off of what you would normally pay at one of those stuffy fat cat lawyers and then add it on to that 85% off. As if that's not motivation enough, 85% off, you're practically giving away an amazing self-help service. We're going to throw in an extra green room discount when you enter green in the referral code. All right, well, I'd like to welcome onto the show the announcer of the program, Logan Leistico. Logan, thanks for showing up. Hi. (laughs) All right. Bringing it hard, Logan. I like that. Well, Logan, it's a uh, special treat. We got an amazing show lined up for you. Tons of stuff to get to, tons of clips, tons of articles, tons of things to discuss. And we're doing it with our good friend, comedian Casey Fay. Casey, thanks for being on the show. What's up, everybody? <laughs> yeah. Fatality. Man, I got to tell you, I haven't been here in a little while. Uh, last time I was here, Logan, you weren't around. Um, and tension in this room is palpable, guys. I... Uh, well, you saw Logan trying to jump in on my legal Zoom copy. Logan, th- th- these are the sponsors, all right? This oh, is important stuff that we have to get out, okay? You were saying false information. Benjamin Franklin did not invent electricity. <laughs> okay, then who did invent electricity, Logan? God, God invented electricity. What are you talking about? All right. Old- we're not going to get into semantics. Well, God God patented his you invention. And you know how he did it, Logan? You know semantics how- doesn't have a C after the S. Okay, Logan. You're really getting on my nerves. I'm going to freak out right now. Okay, so just stay over in your corner and do okay. it. Work on your haiku, okay? okay? Not in front of the guests, all right? Not when we have no, company no, Don't mind here. me. Don't mind me. Feel free, Logan. I like when you chime in. Logan's just all cocky now that he got this haircut at a salon. I called Logan <laughs> I called Logan earlier about driving over to the show, and he goes, oh, I just got out of the hair salon. You're a grown man. Come on. He, call it a haircut place. <laughs> salon. Barbershop. I should have gone to the barbershop. Barbershop. That's fine. But it was so, such a salon, though. It, it was like... What, did you get your hair put up in curlers? Get the mani-pedi? What, why is it a salon, and why do you go to salons? Well, my hair was cut by a woman named Spring who had Spring tattooed all over her body. All she over? She had, like, flowers. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. There was, like, posters of musicians all over the walls, and uh, it was all women working there. It was not a – you know, women don't work well, you really paint a, You really paint a picture. <laughs> I feel like I I'm know. there. All right. Well, so Logan got his hair cut. Casey, what's, uh, what's new with you? We haven't talked to you in a while. I, I know you recently went out to New York for the Del Close Improv Marathon. How was that? I did. It was great. Uh, went and did four shows out there. Uh, it's kind of just a chance to, you know, do some shows in New York, also party, uh, celebrate comedy. It was a great time. Uh, celebrate comedy. How do you do that? Uh, mainly getting drunk. Okay. <laughs> that seems to be the general celebration, just getting wasted. Yeah. But uh, it was a good time. Um, what's new with me? Uh, not too much. I, I don't have a TV this summer. Uh, don't have a TV. How's ooh, that working man. out for you? Uh, it's all right, actually. I was, I was trying to explain to someone why I don't have a TV, and 
the only thing I come up with was that I'm poor. There's no other reason <laughs> why not. To, like, why it's thirty dollars a month? Why not have a TV with? Cable? Right, I enjoy it. Yeah, but uh, but I've I've been learning some things. You know, I uh, I realized like the the number one thing I think I realized was how much sports media has become entertainment tonight. Like how much the news cycle and they're just constantly like I don't watch any TV and yet I feel like I don't miss any stories. Like I'll miss the makeups, the stories they make up and then the stories they project and the stories they hypothesize and then the the next one where they battle about if this is going to happen or that can happen. But yeah. I, I just get the actual information. Like when it's actually decided, like when we found out where LeBron was going, I found out. When, when you know, when... Right, Twitter, when Facebook, Sha- when the internet. When Shaq signed with the Celtics, I, I found out about it. It's, it's just all the talking heads just constantly trying to, you know, waste time <laughs> yeah. that I miss. Right, yeah. I mean, who wants to listen to people just bullshit about stuff for a long time? <laughs> Um, yeah, I know what you mean, that you're still getting the information. You're not actually missing out on anything. You're just missing out on the regurgitation of the actual thing. We um, Sometimes when we go to lunch, we go to this place where they have uh, Sports Nation on the ESPN show. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you've seen Sports Nation, for those of you out there. It's ho- hosted by Colin Cowherd and then this chick, Michelle Beadle. And she's a good-looking chick. It's a sport kind of not as hot as Aaron Andrews or, or a different kind of hot, I should say. But they dress her in the worst <laughs> outfits I've ever seen. They dress her like she's Susie Colbert or one of these low-ranking ESPN. She's a hot piece of ass, and they don't dress her well. And then I, I don't know why this really bothers me. I normally don't care how women look. <laughs> No, that's not a great indictment to women I've been with. I don't really care how you look or how you dress, but this woman dresses like a housefrau. You're on television, for Christ's sake. I turned it on today. Colin Cowherd is in this nice suit. Oh, yeah, nice suit, looking sharp. (laughs) Dapper dapper man, strong jawline, broad shoulders. Oh, my goodness. And then you got Michelle Beadle over here, a T-shirt and jeans, and they're mom jeans. I don't get it. Did you say she's dressing like a housefrau? Housefrau. Oh, Frau. I'd never heard that term. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, why not start with sports? Get into this. Um, Mike Tyson recently went on a Vegas radio show called The Gridlock. It airs on, uh, speaking of ESPN, it airs on ESPN Las Vegas. The Gridlock, I guess he's friends with these guys on this radio show. And he went to the dentist, and they didn't, I don't think the guys realized that he, they assumed that he was going to cancel. Right. But no, he went to the dentist, he came to the Las Vegas radio show, so he, you can, like, his voice is messed up to begin with, and then when you throw in him being at the dentist, you can just hear, like, it's really bad, his voice sounds really odd to begin with, and you throw in the dentist thing, doesn't help, but, and he goes on this, just this total opening up on this Las Vegas radio show, and it's, uh, it's pretty fascinating. So we'll start here, this is Mike Tyson talking about his recent weight loss, apparently Mike Tyson was up to 340 pounds. Ended up losing 130 pounds, so here's him talking about uh, how difficult it was putting on all that weight. You know, I, I don't know, man. I'm just so happy I lost that weight, man. I was sweating like a some kind of guy from a moon project or something, man. <laughs> what kind of analogy what? is that? Does that make it? Wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> What? All right, I gotta hear that again. Man, it, was, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. What was something, man? It, was, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. What was the worst part about being uh, heavy? Um, it was hard to wipe my butt. <laughs> man, that's the worst part of being heavy. I got well. I guess 340 pounds. You don't realize kind of what your step. You know what the basic functions you're cutting out. But yeah, I don't, I, maybe it's not the worst part. But Mike Tyson, he's a comedian. He knows. He knows. <laughs> hey, it's the funniest thing about being heavy. Here's some more Tyson. He's talking about uh, his relationship with women. I guess now he's kind of settled down with his wife. Like they had a, I don't think they had a second wedding or anything crazy like that. They didn't reaffirm their vows, but it sounded like they recommitted themselves to each other. And this is him talking about his old take on women. She said, "I want a commitment," you know. Because I had my child out of wedlock, what I thought that's what's going to happen for the rest of my life. I'm just going to bone these chicks and drop babies and take care of these kids. <laughs> Such a, it's just so funny just to hear Mike Tyson use the verb bone. Like, just bone these chicks and and, and I guess he just has no plan whatsoever. I, I, what I love about Tyson is he's so flawed, but then he's so aware of his flaws and he's so just he's just so human like he's aware that he did all this bad stuff he feels sorry he's trying to change and you can just there's no walls here yeah i think he's just uh, it seems like he's just a one-track mind like he's a hundred percent at everything like i i remember he was talking about when he was this is earlier when he was just getting into boxing 
Um, and he was just talking about he's like I, he's like I used to be a terrible person. I used to just beat people up on the streets. I'd rob an old lady. Like he's like just because I was a, I was a bad person, so I was just 100% a bad person. Then I got with Gus, and then I started boxing. I'm just 100% I'm a trained killer. I think he just like he just sees and he just you know just locks in on it 100%. Yeah, no, that's he almost had that exact quote. He said, "Whatever I do, I do it 100% regardless." He's like, "When I recommitted to my wife, I was like, wherever you go, I'm going. You go into the store, we're going to the store. You go into 7-Eleven, we're going to 7-Eleven. You go into the gynecologist, I'm going to the gynecologist." Like, you talk about having a weird day at the office. I imagine you get that a lot as a gynecologist to begin with. Right. But imagine you're there like trying to ease this woman. Okay, I'm just gonna poke around. Then Mike Tyson just sitting there flexing with his giant face tattoo looking at you making sure you're doing a good job i imagine that's a lot of pressure now mike tyson obviously he had some uh he had some problems with drugs and this, this is him describing and and women him describing how he would uh, deal with prostitutes and with drugs yeah being mike not realizing who i am the next thing i know i got people saying um yo man when you go to pay for the drugs and i said well you know What's the problem? I don't got the money. I can't pay you. <laughs> As a drug dealer, that's got to be... Uh, can we get the cash first, Mike? Jeez. Uh, uh. Well, I got to pay somebody. Well, I said, tell the guy you have to pay to come talk to me. <laughs> that's, that's, he's really putting this other guy in a weird predicament. Yeah, I got some good news and some bad news. Good news, we got rid of all that cocaine. Bad news, Mike Tyson says to go talk to him. And he's coked out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I mean, I guess as much as that would suck to be that guy, that is also like the one dude who... You could probably get away with telling exactly. your bigger supply. Like, right. Hey, uh, Tyson loves the Coke. Uh, way to go. We're doing good. Uh, he's going to get the word out, but uh, he doesn't want to pay. But Yeah, and and maybe maybe the drug dealer realizes, like, okay, this is kind of a promotional opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, yeah, maybe right. Mike Tyson won't pay for the drugs. But I tell these guys, uh, you know, I'm, I'm selling Coke on the Las Vegas Strip. I tell them, Mike Tyson loves this cocaine. That's <laughs> right. going to sell some cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm Mike Tyson, big superstar, international superstar, and I'm robbing the drug dealer. <laughs> what, what, what happened? What happened to my life? <laughs> That's just such a... He, it's funny. like he he has this ability to go completely crazy. He said, whatever I do, I do it 100%. If I want to destroy my life, I'm going to destroy my life 100%. No, really. What happened to my yeah. life? I'm this international <laughs> star, and now I'm shaking down a drug dealer. I, I really came a long way, huh? <laughs> I, I love, too, how he's like, what happened? What happened to me? I mean, yeah, he was always like, I mean, it's not like he just became crazy. Like, I, he was in prison for raping a chick. Like, I, w I wouldn't be surprised if he was... Not paying drug dealers for a long time, but right, yeah, we kind of saw that coming. Right, I think what Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson is realizing that he's crazy. Uh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that entire time or for a long time he didn't realize he was crazy. So now he's like, how did this happen? He <laughs> right. didn't realize he was on that track the entire time. Right. People on the outside were like, oh my god, how does Mike Tyson keep it together? Uh. He's just he's if he had a, a tell-all book, I would say it's got to be one of the greatest books of all time i remember when we uh, watched that documentary on uh, mike tyson which i highly recommend very good documentary he talks about when he was 20 years old i think fighting for the uh the championship of the world he had um i want to say gonorrhea mm -hmm. and that was part of the reason he knocked the guy out so quick he, he just couldn't control the itching and the burning and so that just added fuel to the fire whoa <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself, Logan. Now here's him talking, or we talked about how his, he had his drug problems. This is a, this is Mike Tyson commenting on his movie career, courtesy of the Gridlock. Did you have any idea the hangover when you were shooting it, it was going to be that big? No, I was doing, I was doing that to um to supply my drug habit. You know, all this. Stuff. I'm sorry, I'm coming at you. Now. Like, when I heard that, my first reaction was like, man, did we miss an opportunity. Because I don't know what they paid him. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we could have, you know, we know some people or whatever. I'm sure we could have got together ten grand or whatever <laughs> whatever he was willing to do stuff for and just had the uh, most awesome viral video of all time. Like, all right, look, Mike Tyson, we got ten grand. We got two ounces of cocaine. We got a piano. You can do whatever you want for 30 minutes. We're going to put it on the Internet. I feel like he would have been down. Guys like this. No, you know, this is straight. This is straight. You, know, you have to do that stuff. I was doing all that. Oh, maybe I didn't know the documentary was going to be such a success. <laughs> that's that's another great line. I he, he thinks he's in a documentary. I guess and maybe it was just a slip up, but it wouldn't surprise me if Mike Tyson <laughs> was just kind of like, yeah, they had cameras, they were filming and shit. I was just I was just doing my thing. <laughs> like you play Mike Tyson. Okay, I'll do that. In Cam Films, like, I had no idea, but I said, wow, this is going to be real good. We're going to sell this stuff at 42nd Street on bootleg, and we're going to get a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I, this is 
I don't, I don't, he really seems clueless as far as how the whole movie distribution goes. Even if they sell, like he, he really sound the way he's describing it, he sounds like he expected to get burned DVD yeah. copies of it and sell it himself <laughs> personally. Corner, yeah. Like he didn't even have a middleman planned at all. And to be fair, that's a pretty good fucking plan. Because if I, Mike Tyson <laughs> yeah, exactly. was standing on the corner selling a documentary about Mike Tyson, I would buy one. <laughs> I imagine he's not charging too much. So I'm. Well, yeah. Could just what wouldn't you buy from Mike Tyson that he would be selling pretzels, peanuts, yeah. bobbleheads? I would buy anything That's just true. to talk to Mike Tyson. When this drug, this is my best thinking on drugs. You know, we gonna do this on 42nd Street. We gonna produce it. If you gonna see this, all these guys gonna see it and go crazy. We gonna do great on bootleg. And no, it wasn't that way. It was an international success. <laughs> He was, just, he was just really stoked about bootleg. Straight to bootleg, Mike Tyson. It's funny how, like, you. I know you prefaced, uh, and I read an article on this, and they prefaced that he just went to the dentist, and I wonder if that's, like, just the thing that he, like, told those guys. It's like, because he's got his lisp already, you know? It's already, right, yeah, it doesn't sound that much different, but it sounds a little bit different. It's, but, like, I wonder if that was his thing, just be like, yo, guys, just tell everybody that I just came from the dentist. Because <laughs> yeah. I know it's bad, but it's not this bad. <laughs> Like, make sure that you write about the dentist. Because that is important. Like, what, like that was the headline that I was like, Mike Tyson goes to dentist and then radio show. Like, I don't know. Now you gotta, he may have just told the producer he's on Cody, and the producer's like, I'm going to assume you're going to just came <laughs> right, from the yeah. dentist. I, I was, uh, had some laughing gas in the parking lot. Oh, you come from the dentist? Yeah. That's another job up there besides Mike Tyson's wife's gynecologist, Mike Tyson's dentist. Like, that's yeah. got to be... You know, you're in there with the drill. I mean, you saw what he did to Evander Holyfield's ear, and they were in a certified boxing match. You put a little drill in there, you can actually nick him or something. Oh, I'm sure you just knock him out no matter what. Even if you're just, like, just counting the teeth, you probably knock him out. You don't want to mess with Mike Tyson. No, you don't. Yeah, he's still intimidated. Even at, when he was 340 pounds, said he would be terrified to go in the ring. Still, everyone is scared of him. Oh. You just have that you have that um, five-year window or whatever where you're the toughest man in the world or the best heavyweight fighter. You, you never lose that. I think it's because uh, if there's anything that scares people, I think everyone, the one thing that scares everyone is crazy. Like, right. That's, yeah. I, I, that's like they say how Muhammad Ali beat, up, beat Frazier was because he convinced him that he was crazy. He's like, if he's that good a boxer and that strong, hits that hard, and he's fucking insane. Right, yeah, like, it's that combination. It's yeah. the same. Th- it's like bums. When I see a bum right. and I get scared, it's not because I'm like, oh, man, this 150-pound man's going to overpower right. me. It's this 150-pound man has nothing to lose, nothing to lose. and probably yeah. sharp stuff and gross stuff around him. Mm-hmm. Who knows what he's capable of. Exactly. Now, this is my favorite line in the whole Tyson interview. This is Tyson describing how his wife tried to set him straight, set him on a straight path. Because I didn't, the straight road was what I didn't know what the straight road. That straight road reminded me of a line of cocaine. That's the only thing I knew straight. <laughs> that's gotta be that's gotta be tough hanging around hanging around Mike Tyson. Hey, uh, Mike, you mind passing that ruler? Oh God, no, no, don't relapse, Mike. Just a straight ruler. Just trying to find an analogy that can work for him and for everything. <laughs> yeah, no, I, all these guys who are who are crazy and do all these wild things, they always say you know it was a woman. It was like this this woman they were with for a long time finally snapped him out of it. And, and, and it's always great that for them and for their lives that it happened, but these women must be messed up too, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. There was like four or five, like she had a kid with him before, she had oh, a kid man. with him when he was 350 and knock, what did he say, knocking babies out of the whatever? Bone, yeah. bone and chicks bone and dropping babies. Dropping babies, yeah. Just taking care of those kids. <laughs> so, oh, man. I mean, unless she was just like, look, I'm just going to stick through this <laughs> until he figures it out. Imagine just a coked out 340 pound Mike Tyson and you're like, oh, that's marriage material. Yeah, exactly. I got I to gotta <laughs> lock this guy down. He's been bankrupt. Don King stole his money years ago. The guy has no money. He has a giant face tattoo. He's 340 pounds and he's a raging coke addict. But he seems like a nice no, guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. No, it's true. That's the crazy part. Like he seems like a sweet, kind of sincere guy who's just ah. Uh, you just see. You can just when Mike Tyson talks, it's almost like you're just hearing a brain. You know what I mean? In the sense no that no filter. Yes, he. It's just like this is raw human brain. Right. I'm connected to this man's brain. Everything he's thinking, everything, every impulse he has, he's doing. Yeah. He's just so raw. It's 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 amazing, man. You're, you're about to say attractive. <laughs> well, yeah. Strong jawline. Exactly. Broad <laughs> shoulders. Nice suit. Well, speaking of um, <laughs> interesting sports characters, John Madden. John Madden came out with an album. Came out with a musical CD. I don't know when this came out. I think it came out very recently. 
Nils Lofgren did the musical accompaniment. I guess he's one of the leaders in the John Madden band. Well, I guess John Madden had a band for a while. He's He doesn't sing. He doesn't play in the band, but they call it the John Madden band. My guess is that they had a band to kind of go around touring with the bus or promoting the video game or something like that. But Nils, Nils Lofgren, is, he's the backup guitarist for Bruce Springsteen. He's in the E Street Band. He's touring with the E Street Band. But he also sat down in the studio, and I guess he's the leader of the All Madden Team Band. That's what they call it. And they put together an album. That and here's some clips. I, I don't I don't know how to set it up any more than that, but basically a guy who was in Bruce Springsteen's band decided on a side project. That side project being I never had an opportunity to work with John Madden. And this is the this is the highlights of their CD. That is what I'm talking about. I'll tell you this. Everything starts with the big old guys in the offensive line. <laughs> Tough stuff. All mad. Guts and smarts and determination. That's all mad. <laughs> Fade out the... Whoa. Oh, man. Yeah, I got to play. I got to keep playing these. There's speed and there's quick. Guts and all of them? Yeah. All Madden guys are grinders. (laughs) Now, everyone wants to give William Shatner shit, but at least he's trying to make it interesting. This is just clips from John Madden's broadcasting days. It actually sounds like clips or drops they would use in the All Madden video game, or in the John Madden video game, and then just threw it over this crazy synth bed. Well, I guess that's my thing. Like, is John Madden affiliated with this? Like, you know... Aside from that it's called the John Madden Band. Like, <laughs> like, he didn't sit down in the studio to record his favorite. I don't, yeah, uh, no, I, it doesn't sound like it's it's new stuff. Because who buys, like, is I guess is their market just, like, guys who are on riding lawnmowers, <laughs> like, just listening to, oh, I remember when he said that, you know? Yeah. Like, well, maybe Madden's just so, maybe he thinks that people like him because of his voice or something. I, mean, I don't he, know. He does no, have a good voice, he has a good way to sense. deliver the game and everything, but it's like, it's like putting somewhat <laughs> crappy music behind, like, out-of-context phrases. Very weird. One, Only one person has reviewed it on Amazon. He gave it a three out of five stars. His name is Eric R. And uh, What a pussy. Three out of five? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Make a How decision. How do you not like or Make hate a decision. that? Love or yeah, I know. That. I'm right on the I'm fence right, here. I'd say this is an average. <laughs> I'd say the, the synthesizer with Madden quotes is an average album. <laughs> Not surprisingly, many tunes end before they get much chance to be fleshed out or developed. Nils sings on only three songs, The Find, The Wind, The Walter Payton Tribute, Tired and True, and The Party Anthem, I'm Buying. Man. <laughs> Whoa. On four of the first seven tracks, John Madden's voice is superimposed on the four Madden tracks are repeated at the end of in, in Madden-free versions. Yeah, so they, they just superimpose voices. So there's, there's three songs that do it actually sings a Walter Payton tribute song which I'm interested <laughs> in hearing actually. All right, yeah. let's see if I but, let's see if I can find that. Man, that what's uh, that reviewer pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like how can he how can he first of all think this is okay and then I don't he know. clearly like researched the whole album. Yeah, thought it through. Probably had a Yeah, no, he listened to, he listened review. to all 34 tracks it sounds like. Jesus. 34. This is just um it's amazing. Here's another. Um, did I play Speed Tag? They all sound the exact <laughs> same to me. Yeah, listen to just these. The name of the songs: Speed Kills, Speed Tag, Gunner, People Funk, Old Double P, <laughs> Windy, We Got Guys, Pablo Blues, Texas, Swamp. These are all the hard lines. I'm buying. Tired and True. Tribute to Walter Payton. All right, let's see if I can get that to play. I wonder if Gunner's just talking about the guys who run down. Sorry, I'm. <laughs> we sure could have never <laughs> had no greater brother leaders here. I think we can all agree that we can all agree that we can finally put Walter Payton to rest. His, <laughs> yeah. his, last, his last wish has finally Elton, come true. Elton John had candle in the wind. <laughs> Nils <Yeah>. Lofgren. <laughs> Had tired and true ch- in parentheses tribute to Walter Payton. Oh, All right, I gotta hear the party anthem. I'm buying. This is a no- this is a non man song. Yeah, 
okay, that's fine. So it's a, it's but a, how it's is a bar that, band. How is that on the same album as like some of the men's? That is what I'm talking about. <laughs> how is this on the same album? Here's what it is. It's, it's just a bar band. It's a bar band. They you know they go play shows, get laid by you know older ladies, <laughs> and they're like, all right, we need to finally sell some albums. Just throw a celebrity. Do we know anyone? Oh yeah, there's that guy who's always eating r- wings at the bar. By the way, I'm gonna put this out there, and this is weird, but I can't help but notice that it has the same tone as things that Jay Leno does. What do you mean? I don't his, know. his voice, John Madden's voice? No, just the whole idea around it. I don't know. Just the music is blue. Is this that bar band, like you said? Uh, okay. I don't know. It, I mean, I work <laughs> with the guy that works with Jay Leno, so I'm like. You're, Maybe it, that's why I'm making that connection. You're in the inner circle. It just seems like this the same lame like Showbiz isn't insider Logan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know of any bar bands Jay Leno's in, but I I think I know what you're saying. It makes sense a band would want to capitalize like, okay, hey, here's our chance. Why wouldn't we work with John Madden? Right. What doesn't make sense is that the guy is also in yeah, Bruce Springsteen's E Street band. That's yeah. a step down. You don't need to do that. Alright, well, plenty of plenty of stuff to get to. <laughs> We got this. I found this story. It was about um, I forget which part. It's in the Midwest here, but basically these nerds are hanging out at one of these <laughs> internet cafes, which are super nerds now because okay, back in the day maybe right. you didn't have an internet, yep. maybe you didn't have a computer, but game if you're system. going to these game lounges now, you know you're a hardcore, hardcore nerd. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they end up getting robbed, and uh, it's it's a pretty good story here. <laughs> Two masked robbers who targeted an internet gaming center in Kaneohe Wednesday night. Never expected their victims to fight back. <laughs> of course they didn't. That's why they <laughs> robbed it. Yeah. You know, if they're casing the joint, they're like, oh, man, we got to go to the late-night gamer place. And I don't know why you would want to rob that. I mean, I don't know what they're charging to hang out at the gamer lounge. I mean, what are you, like, 5 bucks an hour, 10 yeah, bucks an hour? Like yeah. Not really a cash cow. But they did, and it was all caught on <laughs> video. Ron Mizutani has more on our top story. Joe, this is not yeah. How small of town is this? <laughs> Some nerds getting beat up is the top story. Or actually, the nerds end up beating these guys up. Something police encourage, but the gamers say they were protecting their second home. <laughs> when two masked men walk in, they came in. They started yelling at me like they had a problem with me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, this guy sounds tough. Video surveillance shows Woolery reaching to push a panic button. Now that's another thing that threw me off there. <laughs> These kids, oh my God! There's a guy beaked up on Mountain Dew. He won't get off the Starcraft. Hit the panic button, man. And nerds, I mean, if they're if they're like most nerds, they're quick to panic under any situation. <laughs> that's probably why they have the panic button. Exactly. To alert police when things escalate. Boom! Right there. Jumps and punches me in the face, knocks my glasses off. <laughs> you gotta be. That's gotta be satisfying for. Oh, you know, I guess the other nerds like, oh my god, how humiliating your glasses got knocked off. <laughs> Customers are unaware what's happening when he struck <laughs> again, and that gets their attention. They start yelling at the customers, uh, tell them to give them their money. They were also making movements like they had a gun or a, or some or some other kind of weapon. The customers hand over whatever change they have. <laughs> that's that's how you know it's a big change. score. We robbed all those nerds, got all the change. Empty your change purse, ladies. <laughs> Wait, that's these are tokens. <laughs> They're non-refundable. <laughs> the suspect in black approaches Dylan Hayes. They tried to take his DS, his Nintendo DS, and he wasn't having that. <laughs> don't don't come between a nerd and his Nintendo DS. You know that. You know better than that. So he came back swinging. Then he hit me, and then I kind of just got angry and. You don't want to see me when I get angry. Bull rushed him out the door. I pulled him down to the ground over here. Um, the table got moved, and I had him down on the ground. He was still hitting me. Dylan pulls off the guy's mask. He runs out the door. His friends are outside waiting. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. All three are familiar to the gamers. They were customers of us. They g- <laughs> so these are other guys who you, you come in there. Gave us their information, their personal information. I wish I was there. <laughs> Jim Woolery is grateful his son's customers were there for him. I mean, we're gamers, you know? We're, we're, we've been immersed in that culture where, like, we all want to be Superman, you know? We're missing <laughs> something partial in our brain that says, yeah, this might be dangerous. We want to have... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's exactly what you're missing in your brain. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I just love that, that... Oh, yeah, well, of course, as gamers, we're familiar with the hero's <laughs> journey, and we had to realize we had to protect our second home. Okay, we're not going to just let some 
invaders come strolling into our palace without defending it properly. Meanwhile, the other guys were gamers. I think that's yeah, like I know. The, yeah. that's like, it does make it less impressive that, <laughs> although, yeah, I mean, he, he knocked his glasses off. It's got to be kind of impressive. Slamming a nerd in the face. Glasses going askew. I'll tell you who's no nerd. That's right, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's new thing is now he tweets, and then he also puts out an accompanying video of him saying his tweet. It's, it's very interesting, and uh, it's just great, this like slice of life of Snoop Dogg. So here's Snoop Dogg calling out Al Gore on Twitter. Ooh. Al Gore, what it do, nephew? Saving the world. This big Snoop Dogg. Now let me so we can save the world. Let's put that green thing in motion, man. Let's make it legal around the whole world. <laughs> it's like, I, don't, I don't know if that's exactly what Al Gore was going for. And then while Snoop Dogg is saying that, there's a graphic called the Atmosphere Izzle. And it's just, all it is is a, a bar graph that just shows it going up. <laughs> You did. Church. That's his Preach. whole. Tabernacle. <laughs> That's his whole video. Just a slice of Snoop Dogg. Just want to call out Al Gore. Hey Al Gore, you like things that are green. So do I. I wish uh, I wish Snoop Dogg would have called out Al Gore. Hey, so you like getting happy endings as well? Yeah, me too. Let's save the world. Let's legalize rubbing tugs, Al Gore. Let's do this. That is one of my. Uh, one of my favorite stories as of late, the whole Al Gore thing. Now it looks like he's not, I don't know, I guess he just got out of it. He's not going to be charged with anything that serious. You heard the story? I heard he was getting divorced. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, after he got divorced, came out all these, well, this one masseuse is suing him. I guess he tried to get her to um, give him a happy ending. Okay. And she's like this really nice masseuse and whatever. Right. So now this is like four years later, she's trying to charge him with stuff. And I now like other masseuse people are coming out claiming that Hal Gore uh, right. tried to get them to get a happy ending. It's turning into a whole uh, what's the statute of limitations on a happy ending? Four <laughs> years? I don't know. I don't know. He, he, I think he's gonna be fine, but I guess it's just kind of embarrassing. A and that he didn't get the happy ending, and B that he kept trying with these really legitimate masseuses. Just a sign of how lame he is. Al Gore was like putting. <laughs> Cigars and chicks' vaginas. You mean Bill Clinton? That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. And Al Gore, meanwhile, is just trying to convince <laughs> a masseuse into touching his penis. <laughs> Bill Clinton has got to be loving this. Like, oh man, oh Al, you can't do anything right. And he oh. could have done anything. I mean, he was following. Bill, everyone was following Bill Clinton around. Al Gore could have been going nuts. He could have got some side stuff. Mm-hmm. I imagine. I mean, if Bill Clinton's coming into town and just taking over, there's got to be some <laughs> sloppy sec. That must jump been. on some wingman Clinton a little exactly. bit. Exactly. You're the vice you're the vice president. You shouldn't have to beg a woman for a hand job. We are the most powerful nation in the world. I'm angry at this woman. <laughs> it's your civic duty to help out Al Gore. Al Gore's all cranky, his back's all tense, now he's gotta go into some meetings. I can see how awkward he would have been about it though. You know? Yeah, I think <laughs> he would have been kinda of He's nervous. very robotic. He would have not... worded it wrong, like <laughs> I think if he just asked one time and she didn't do it, then then it's fine. But if if he asked one time, she didn't do it, and then she gave him another massage or continued to give him massages, then it's her fault. Right. She's yeah. teasing him. She was rubbing his inner thigh, it said, in the complaint, <laughs> but it was very professional. And then he tried the move, I guess, where he grabbed her hand and then put it on his junk. And, uh, oh, man, like Al Gore. It's just funny to hear any politician be really horny and out of control and yeah. not be able to control themselves. <laughs> but, Can but- you give me a happy ending? <laughs> Uh, no. Okay, that's fine. Continue. No, yeah, it didn't. It didn't sound like it was fine for Al Gore. He kept insisting, like, please give me a hand job. Please. I need a hand job. I guess when she, he he first came in, she asked him if he'd been drinking. <laughs> Can we just do the rest of the show with you guys doing your Al Gore impressions? <laughs> well, certainly. Okay. I'm sweet. Al Gore. Oh, I don't know what it sounds like, but certainly not Al Gore. <laughs> Well, Al Gore invented the internet, and God bless him, because... Not Ben Franklin? No. Well, Ben Franklin was a founding father in the internet, seeing that he invented electricity, but... <laughs> internet has allowed us to look into certain people's lives. You get, a, you get a slice of life of a lot of people. This young lady, as for, unfortunate as it is, I think she's like a 13-year-old chick or something. She posted something online, talking smack, and then... I don't know, somehow it became a viral video hit of just people goofing on her and talking smack on her. Turned into this whole big thing. Mm-hmm. So she's, of course, freaking out, Solid. crying, 
totally. It was on Good Morning America. You know, this is like the case for cyberbullying. Talking about like hater bitches and stuff. Right, and it's a 13-year-old girl trying to act like she's 50 Cent or something. Right. You know, she's tough and she doesn't care about what people probably, think. She's probably getting picked on her school a little bit, but just coming out with a video like, I'm hot shit, all y'all. So, exactly. Yeah. So she puts out that video. It goes horribly wrong, <laughs> and I guess, I guess things aren't going that well at, at home. She's really upset. So she decides to put out another video, and uh, I'm not laughing at the young girl crying because I do feel bad for her. No, 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 no one likes to get bullied, especially cyberbully. But her dad makes a cameo in the video, which is is hilarious and kind of sweet. Okay, you guys, this is Jesse Slaughter. And- <laughs> I, love how, I love how she still has to slate the video. She's media, yep, she's media savvy. <laughs> Hi, this is Jesse Slaughter for the crying girl that everyone makes fun of, okay? So check out my Facebook page, but anyway. It's so great because what? she's That's sitting so there, she's sitting there crying, tears running down. And then, uh, you know, perfectly framed in the webcam. <laughs> and then the dad's just kind of hanging out in the corner, and you just see this shaking fist coming into frame. You know what? And he's, <laughs> he's got this crazy gray beard with all these teeth missing. Be my daughter cry. I'm going to tell you right now. This is from her father. You bunch of lying, no good punks. <laughs> oh, man. I love I this go guy. Right back and I know like... who it's coming from because I've backtraced it. Oh, okay. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he's a computer genius. He's got, he's got it. Backtraced. We can't find Osama Bin Laden, but we can backtrace your YouTube comments. No. Who's emailing and who's doing it? And you... He doesn't even call it the right thing, yeah, emailing it. Obviously, they're, they're YouTube commenting on it, but... Reported to the cyber police and the state police. <laughs> oh my Those gosh. cyber police are gonna lock you up. <laughs> You're right. so you one better one. write one more thing or screw with my computer again. <laughs> <laughs> like he has no idea how computers work <laughs> or whatever. This but is this, the greatest video ever. It, like as funny as this is, how angry he is, and I love that the guy's angry. But it's just like touching to just see a guy like I love my daughter so much, and these people are picking on him. And usually it's Okay, you're hanging out and your daughter's uh, playing hopscotch with the other kids. And okay, they're <laughs> yeah, I can not. Relate. I can relate to this. All right. All right. Yeah, the kids are playing or whatever, mm-hmm. and she falls down, or the kids are picking on her. So right. the dad comes in and says, "Hey, leave my daughter alone." Right. Don't. But instead of being able to talk to like the four or five kids that are hanging out in the actual park, he's yelling at like <laughs> twenty five thousand people who commented on this video, and he doesn't know he doesn't know how to do it. He's just sitting there yelling at this thing. Yep. He doesn't know how it works. Yep. He's he just can't a, do anything. Like he can't reach through the computer and do anything to these kids. They're oh well, he can them. report them to the cyber police <laughs> and the state police. Yeah, I don't. I don't the think he realizes the, the, the size of it. I mean, like, when I saw the original video, people were posting it and just being like, oh, my God, this is what kids are these days. so disgusting. Like, yeah, like, millions of views. Like, he's he's obviously, in this case, it seems like just concerned with, like, the five kids at her school. <laughs> yeah. Who, like... <laughs> right. He, he doesn't... He can't, he he can't, can't grasp, grasp it, any right. of this. No. This is a man born in another era... You know, when he when he had this baby girl, he never thought like, okay, yeah, at one point maybe I'll have to defend my daughter's honor or, you know, maybe some hooligans. Will, oh, they TP the house. I come out. I shake my fist. Oh, they egg the saber. Oh, okay, got to mm-hmm. hose it off. And he never thought he had to deal with this. He, he just can't wrap his head around Be it. Be arrested. End of conversation from her father. You're right. It's yeah. fucking going to come and beat her ass. And if you come near my daughter, guess what? Consequences will never be the same. <laughs> there will be consequences. He's gonna say consequences will be something. Just consequences will never be the same. Guess what? Consequences will never be the same. Oh man, this is like where you get to that point where you're so angry you can't even think straight, yeah. and then throw in this whole technology aspect. This guy is losing his mind. But you know he has no grasp on it because. He let her do another video. Like if my yeah, daughter, exactly. my daughter did a video talking shit about how awesome she was and how everyone else at her school sucked and was a bunch of nerds and blah blah blah. And she was gonna put caps in people's mouth. I'd be like, okay, you're never getting on the fucking computer again. Instead, yeah. he's like, he's you're crying. Okay, well turn it on and I'll yell at whoever. <laughs> yeah. That'll solve all the problems. What a, yeah, like he has no idea that him yelling just makes just it that content. much more funny. He's giving yeah. content. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. You're, giving, you're making a sequel for these people. 
Maybe this guy is a genius and this is the new Lonely Girl 15. Maybe (laughs) this girl's going to come out. She's a 26-year-old actress from Australia. (laughs) She's going to be a screenwriter. She's going to be all over the place. You lying bunch of pricks! (laughs) Oh, man, what a great... And, okay, obviously this guy by no means is a great dad. Right. I think if your daughter puts out that video, well, it could be experimentation or whatever, but I think you're seeing... uh, this guy might have some rage issues. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go out on that limb. Might be might be verbally abusive in the household. Yeah. I don't want to judge this man, okay? Right. I don't want I don't want him I don't want him calling the cyber police on me. What I'm trying to say is that I love that this guy loves his kid that much. Right. I lo- there's something sweet about um another human kind of protecting their nest and protecting their kid. But it's just so funny that there's no actual physical person there. There's no physical element. And he's just he's just causing him to lose his shit. And he's just expanding. Now he's gonna get teased at work. Now people are gonna be teasing him when he goes to, like the kids' soccer game. Like oh. I guess maybe that's part of it too. You just almost as a parent you wanna take the take it away from her. Like you'd rather have people teasing you for being a stark raving lunatic than your daughter. Yeah. But as much as we're planning yeah, out he's his not, strategy, he's just really angry. He that out. He's just a really angry dumb guy, most likely. <laughs> most likely. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head with that case. <laughs> It's like he's a bad, bad parent who's angry and stupid. God forbid we make fun of angry dumb people on the show. But well, speaking of dumb people, I don't, I don't, I won't judge this man's intelligence. But something about Alabama, something that they're putting in the water, they just know how to make a viral video hit. This is the intruder. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people have probably seen this video, but the, the audio is just as strong. Kelly Dodson was asleep with her little girl inside their apartment on Webster Drive when I was attacked by some idiot from out here in the projects. Dodson says her attacker used a garbage can to climb onto the unit's ledge, open the upstairs window, and then he got in bed with her. He, he tried to rape me. He tried to pull my clothes off. Dodson struggled with her attacker, knocking over items in her bed. Just to clarify, this isn't the funny part. By the way, I like the... That she's just kind of slightly annoyed about it. Like, yeah, yeah, moron yeah. tried to rape me. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I threw him out of the house. Like, what? It's, it's cool. It's a cool customer. It does seem a little too blasé. I, yeah, guess, yeah. I guess you are in the Alabama projects, and it's kind of sad at how commonplace this sounds. Dodson heard his sister scream and ran to help. Well... Obviously, we have a rapist in Lincoln Park. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people up, trying to rape them. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody. <laughs> hide your husband because they're raping everybody. <laughs> Dad, I'm sorry. Get in the pantry. What do you mean? Dad, just get in the pantry. They're raping everyone. We have to hide our husbands. The attacker got loose and went out the upstairs window, but he did leave something behind. We got your t-shirt. You didn't left fingerprints and all. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. A crime scene investigator photographed and dusted for prints on the lid of the garbage can and the window pane and ledge. Dodson says he's never seen the perp before, but sends this warning to whoever is responsible. <laughs> You don't have to. Now wait, real quick before we hear this warning. Mm-hmm. Isn't this kind of I don't I don't know what the journalistic code of ethics are, but when someone's uh, has a has a threat of vengeance, isn't that something that you wouldn't air? No way. This that guy, doesn't you, sound like responsible no, 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 journalism. No you meet this guy on the set of a crime scene, he could have nothing to do with the story. You interview this guy. Well, yeah. God, I mean, God bless the news for having a sense of humor like, and no, leaving it in. I mean, they had two quotes from the girl who was actually... <laughs> I know. They're actually like, right. like... No, no, no. Your brother. Like, get, get out of here. Get out of the way. We know who the star is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, We've yeah. been in this business for a while. Did you or did you not see a leprechaun? Responsible. Wait. You don't have to come and confess that you did it. We're looking for you. We we gonna find you. I'm letting you know now, so you can run and tell that. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh, uh, and of course, there's always the accompanying remix. He's climbing in your windows. He's snatching your people off. Trying to break the window. This is a dark video. I gotta say. Well, not involving rape and shit. Yeah, but I mean, alleged rape. That's why. That's why it makes it okay. Alleged. No. Well, attempted rape. Right, right, I right. feel like if he would have gone through the rape, it wouldn't have been as funny. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that T-Pain uh, sound sample wasn't even all that good. I mean, the guy's funnier by himself. Right. Yeah. It's like why – yeah, you don't need to 
You don't need to dress that but, guy up. Um, He's doing it by himself. He's new, got it. News bloopers are my favorite kind of blooper for, for many reasons. One is like the repre- repressed laughter and stuff. But uh, that kind of blooper is the best because once the segment ends, there's just this moment where the reporter and the people back in the studio like look at each other like, are we going to address how crazy that dude was? <laughs> exactly. Are we gonna are we gonna talk about like, wow, looks like it's a animated situation there, or like, you know? Right. But she just played it cool. I remember seeing that. She's just like, back to you. Yeah, no, I guess they. Yeah, she didn't realize how hilarious that was, or maybe she tuned out. I imagine as a uh, as a news reporter, at some point you just like, I'll read the teleprompter, whatever they show. Fuck it, I'll I'll read it. I don't but that's care. definitely gonna be a new thing, I think, in in because in news editing, because it is all ratings, you know. And and if you get something like this that has a million hits, you find those crazy <laughs> people who want to talk about a leprechaun, or you find yeah. a dude who wants to talk about how we got your T-shirt. <laughs> you, you left your fingerprints. You're so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, it's like at some point the news is just going to end. Yeah. It's just going to be Twitter and then mm-hmm. funny stuff that crazy people say. <laughs> yeah. And do you think it, it's going to get to the point where we're going to start – it really has crossed the line of entertainment isn't really stuff that people try to do that's funny or interesting. It's just crazy stuff that since we're filming constantly, all you do is edit out most of reality and just have these thin chunks of people being crazy or funny unintentionally. Oh, definitely. Definitely, man. Any, like – I. I'm always, I'm in a sketch group. Always trying to make videos and stuff. You can never create something half as hilarious as something that just happens. You know, like that is always gonna be like that. That guy just, like that guy. Yeah, <laughs> and, like he's just hilarious. You, you can't, you can't make that character. It's funny because he's a real guy living in Alabama. Just right. Cause. If you did that character, you would get booed off stage. You're like that's horrifically racist. Right. That doesn't make sense. That's not realistic. Why is it all about rape? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't need to be that dark. Right. R- yeah. Rapists wouldn't leave their T-shirt there. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's something that's really overlooked in this video. What kind of confident rapist? Just, his first move is, I'll take the T-shirt off. Yeah, time for his, raping. Yeah, he didn't take her clothes off. He took his T-shirt off. Why did he leave the T-shirt? Because <laughs> he's a sensitive lover. <laughs> he may be a rapist. Well, I'm gonna make this. You want an this. excuse to come back later? I got some good news and I got some bad news. Bad news is I'm gonna rape you. Good news I've been working on my abs, so I'm gonna peel off the. Sh- I wonder if he did like the sexy peel off, you know, with like you do the yeah. two hands on one on each opposite side of your shirt, and you just like roll it off, you know, like Chris Farley used to do on uh, that Chippendale skits back in SNL. <laughs> His t-shirt. Don't worry, baby, the socks are off. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna. I mean, it's gonna be cool. I'll light, I'll light a candle, right, set a little yeah. mute. I brought some mood music. How does his shirt come off? <laughs> this is coming from a man who keeps the shirt on. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I take it off when. Yeah, it, I take my shirt off. It's a punchline. I realize that it's you know kind of my go-to, my last resort. Or sometimes if I get drunk, I'll take it off to show chicks my uh, awesome skin cancer scar on my back. <laughs> not wow. really working out. But yeah, that's not. Uh, no, but I, I do like to try to get some sympathy cancer, but, but you know. <laughs> sympathy cancer? Cancer ass or cancer tail, th- I was going to say. Right, exactly, yeah. Logan. You don't need to jump down my throat, all right? I wasn't. We're Uh-oh. not breaking down my clothes. There goes the tension again. <laughs> it's bad. I'm just, I'm just trying to get Casey, uh, you know, in between us working it up. But, yeah, no, I, I try to play the sympathy <laughs> card that I beat cancer, but no one really cares. <laughs> They're like, well, you're still alive. You got that mole out, right? I'm like, yep. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I, I wanted to read a couple of these. Uh, they were, I found them pretty hilarious. I was looking for fish tickets. Fish are uh, fish is playing up in uh, Berkeley this uh, this weekend. I was thinking, uh, you know, I was just bored at work, tooling around on the internet. I was like, oh, check see what uh, what uh, tickets are going for on Craigslist. And obviously, there's a lot of cash offers, but there's some other like interesting <laughs> offers. <clears throat> 16 years experience, we'll give a 100-minute mas- massage for ticket. Male massage therapist, non-sexual. <laughs> okay, here's a guy rambling a little bit. Uh, but I can pick you up a pecan log or any other packable southern delicacy you've been missing. Scalping perpetuates the system, keeping the community real. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Sure, you can get a ton of money for your tickets, but what about the evil that comes with it? <laughs> uh, they're trying to guilt everyone yeah, into selling their lesson. tickets for way less. I need a ticket Saturday for the Greek. We'll pay face value. It's my daughter's conception day. <laughs> She's 12 That's, weeks old oh. in like four hours. Emoticon smiley face. Help a newbie get down with her mom and dad. We've got some awesome earmuffs for her and plan to get in early each day and sit up on the lawn. <laughs> that one might actually work on me. Well, if the, I was into fish, I'd be like, yeah, man. 
first kids first concert. Well, they are appealing to the yeah. I just the conception day threw me yeah, off. Yeah, that's a little creepy. This one's my favorite though. I'm desperate, damn it, all capitals. We'll trade cold hard cash and sexual favors for fish Friday and Saturday night. And there's an asterisk. Offer valid with attractive females only. <laughs> so this guy's like, all right, I'll take your ticket off your hands and I'll make love to you. But that's the best I'm doing for you. Well played, that guy. Well, well played, gang. Uh, Casey, thanks for coming on to the show. Always. Thanks for doing the program. Where can uh, people check you out? Uh, funnierdie.com backslash cream or on Twitter, Internet Casey, C-A-S-E-Y. All right, Logan, you want to take us out with a haiku? Absolutely. Bootleg. Some nerds rubbing an arcade. Alabama rape. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Ended on, a, ended on a little dark note. I want to thank everyone for tuning in the program. Last uh, last month, July, we set a record for downloads. So I appreciate everyone tuning in. And, um, you know, support it by just telling people that uh, you think would dig the show as well. There's a we, new iPhone app, right? Yeah, there's a new iPhone app that you can listen to the show live. So if you're in your car, you can actually listen to it live. And well, we got a lot of good guests coming up. The mystery guest, haven't penciled a date in, but uh, it should be should be penciling in pretty soon here. So that's I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. And then we also have an author, uh, Todd Levine, or Todd uh, Levin. Yeah. He uh, wrote a book, or uh, he wrote a book recently. It's called uh, Sex, Our Bodies, Our Junk. John Stewart says, finally, someone has managed to find this hilarious flip side to the unspeakable tragedy we all know as human sexuality. I guess he was a writer for Conan. He was there when everything went down. Conan losing the Tonight Show. The guy has a lot of good stories, so uh, stay tuned for that. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Green Room. We do it live here every Thursday night, 8 o'clock, LA Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to check out SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today.